Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Oh, oh man. It's going to be great on Thursday. Just terrific. Nonstop. The action's nonstop. We had a championship on Monday. It's like that's old news. We just had a national championship, maybe because it was a dud of a game, but we've completely moved on. College basketball season is in our rearview mirror, unless your name is Eli Herskovich, and he's all pumped up about it. But he he is getting some rest, so that's good. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat. This is BetQL Daily. We do this show weekdays, three hours a day, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time. Catch us live on the Bet 1430 in Denver, 105.9 FM HD2 in Chicago, 93.1 FM HD3 in Los Angeles. Podcasts always available. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify. Uh, check us out on the Odyssey app as well, Horvat. You know, something uh, clicked. I, I forgot about I forgot about it earlier. And it, it's something I've done over the last few years after talking to a guy that I've had on my various sports betting podcasts over the years uh, that he does every single year. And what he does is he does a cross-sport title parlay yeah and i thought about it when the bear was speaking to us about the masters and he's right about this it's like you know the list you know the list of guys that can win this tournament every year you know the list and so what he does is he takes his list of let's say it's 20 guys and then he he starts to mix and match with other titles so he'll do you know let, look at the top 10 let's use the top 10 on the odds board for instance takes those top 10 golfers, then he mixes matches with a Super Bowl champion, a World Series champion, usually a college football champion, just like usually $5 or something like that. And the odds are ridiculous just to see if he can get something going, if he can hedge big time later on. Like, you know, Kansas City is going to be in the playoff. There's a decent chance that they're going to have a buy in the NFL. You know the list of teams. So he mixes and matches those. And I haven't checked to see if we can do it in the legal market, but I'm very frustrated because something that you can do in the offshore market that I have not been able to see that you can do in the legal market now is they don't let you do these uh, make the cut, miss the cut parlays for the Masters or other golf tournaments, which is very frustrating. Like, okay, I'd like, sure, there are some of the top golfers in the world I'd like uh, to throw in a parlay to make the cut, but are you going to lay minus 1,100 on them to make the cut? Of course not. I don't think most people are going to do that. But uh, that is something I do wish would change in the legal market. Like, stop letting the offshores beat you to stuff. Get everybody away from that illegal market into the legal market. No, especially with something like that to make the cut. I mean, those, those are that's what I look for on a weekend like this, especially if you have somebody like Bubba, like the bear brought up, who last year I was all in on, and then he doesn't make the cut. One of my favorite bets to place right there. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Now, and, and, and now with those exotics, I feel like this would have been with the cross bets. I feel like this would have been, you know, a pretty, not, I'm not going to say an easy year because I don't think. I feel like everybody probably would have been on the Zags. I don't know how many people would have actually had Baylor in the college uh, basketball championship. But if you look at Major League Baseball, the Dodgers won. No big surprise there. The Super Bowl, right. Tampa Bay was a very public team. And then the NBA Finals, everybody, once they went into the bubble, everybody knew LeBron James, especially with Space Jam 2 coming out and everything with AD. You knew the Lakers were one of the championships. So you get this Masters pick, right? And then, like you said, I mean, there's five guys I got on top of this board who I can right. make a case for winning. Other than that, man. I just I don't see it happening this weekend. 
Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. And the idea is you don't have to go down on the list. So you don't have to spend a ton of money if you're going to mix and match with those. I'm going to see if we can do that. I have not tried it on some of the legal books that we have right now. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvath, getting you set for the Masters. We're going to break down outrights, all sorts of derivative markets that are available. Want to see if you've targeted any of them, uh, all sorts of stuff, matchups, all that good stuff. Let's start with outrights overall, because it sounds like we're on the same page and my guess is that Eli thinks we're with everybody else, even though this was my selection before I started to see some of the hype. Eli was suggesting on Twitter that it sounds like Rom is the public play. I couldn't disagree more. Yeah. It's it's Jordan Speed. I mean, the man has gone from 60 to 1 down to 12 to 1 to the second favorite plus 1050 I've seen at some books this week. He's the number one story. He is the most public play. Some of, some of the national guys that cover golf, I've taken a look at their picks this week. Many of them are all over speed and the reports out of the practice rounds this week. They're like, he is so locked in. He just can't miss. It's old Jordan. It's 2017, 2018 Jordan Spieth. This is unbelievable. They're dying to write about this storyline on Sunday of Jordan Spieth getting another green jacket in Butler Cabin on Sunday afternoon. That is by far the number one public play. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody loves Spieth. And it sucks that he, I, I mean, I was rooting for him last weekend. I wish I would have played it as an outright. I did not. Yeah. But I was rooting for him, Joe, but I was also kind of not rooting for him because I did want to take a shot with him this weekend. Now I'm with you. Him, and then I feel like Bryson, also the closer we get to tomorrow morning, is going to be a very popular play. Really? I do. I feel like Bryson every every weekend. Like last year, well, not last year, a couple months back, I should say, everybody was talking about him. Everybody, Every guest that right. we had on, take a shot with Bryson. He's going to hit bombs. Um, I feel like he's going to be really popular. And then I think even though – like when we were talking with the bear, I said, nobody's talking about Rory. Rory's always a public play. And I feel like he will be until he finally wins this event, which I don't know if it's ever going to happen. I hope it does because I do love Rory. I think the closer we get, I think he becomes a public play just as well because he, he's a big name. And like you said, like this year, you know, I'm with you on Rom. I'm all on Rom, And then I love JT as well this weekend. Um, But I feel like also you're getting a storyline with him. Obviously he just got done. Well, he just had a kid. So you get the storyline, but this year, Spieth, okay, that's a good redemption story. You know, he's kind of found it again. But you don't really have all the storylines. Like a couple of years back, obviously, the big story was Tiger. And then it's Sunday and Tiger's kids there. This year, with Tiger not being in the tournament, I feel like those storylines aren't really there. So the public plays will probably be just the same guys, the usual suspects per usual. Um, I disagree on Bryson. You're right. He was pumped up and he was the, the popular guy back yeah. in November. But then he struggled once again. He doesn't have a top 20 in his four appearances at Augusta. It doesn't mean that's never going to happen, right? You're, you're inexperienced until you, you, you make your way around the course a bunch of times. And this is going to be his fifth appearance. And we did see that video go viral of him yesterday. Did you see that? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Just clobbering, clobbering. The golf ball. I bet you there are some people that are going to bet on him, but that's not how you win at Augusta. That's the whole thing. And I think Bryce is smart enough, and, and he he always he always adjusts. So it's not going. This is not a bomb and gouge course, that, which would play to Bryce in. But he understands that. It would not shock me, even though I'm probably going to go against him in some matchups. But I can't say I would be floored if Bryson won. Like, oh, I never saw that come. 
He's one of the top golfers in the world. The, the, the man go. He's known for going into the lab and figuring stuff out. Like, okay, let's right. reassess. What was the problem? He studied his game probably more than any other golfer in the world. So I don't think Bryson will be super popular. I don't think he will be because he was that popular play in November. Yeah. And then and then he didn't pop. He finished 34th overall. Uh, Rory, I could see it. I could see it. You look at his, uh, his history here. He's played it seven times, and he has six top tens. And people are going to see a number they don't see very often with Rory McIlroy. I, I will also add, though, I think we are going a little over the top when discussing Rory's poor play, right? Because if we go back a month ago, you look at him like, okay, we have what, a, a 10 and a 6? Yeah. He had a 6 at WGC Workday. Best golfers in the world. Terrific field, as always. Arnold Palmer, he had a 10. and then. Okay, he missed the cut. He was terrible at the players. But now the narrative has gone to, oh, Rory's playing terrible. He's lost. Look at this big number. I'm not betting Rory McIlroy. Would it surprise you at all if he finishes third or fourth? No, no. In fact, I love Rory for a top 10 finish. That's one thing that I will be playing. I don't think he wins the tournament, but I think he'll be there. And I think he'll be in, I think there's a good chance he's in contention. I think that that's kind of an overblown storyline, how poorly he's been playing. And then another thing that scares me is, Everybody, everybody, Joe, is off of Kepka. I'm not playing Kepka. And obviously, you know, he just had knee surgery. But still, would it shock you if Kepka, if Brooks Kepka's in contention on Sunday, or even if he wins this thing? I would not be shocked. But everybody that I've talked with, every article I read, whether it's golf uh, digest, golf.com, everybody is off of Kepka. And I feel like this is the weekend where you don't want to like I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to fade him in matchups. I'm not going to play him kind of like bear said, you know, I'm not going to play him and I don't think I'm going to fit him because I will not shock me if he's in contention or even if he wins this thing. Well, you've got so many golfers there. You've got uh, top 50 and ties making the cut. Yeah. So you're going to have to take a stand on some terrific players. Yeah. And that's, that's the hard part. We know the great ones are going to be there at the end, but you've got to take a stand. If you want to play matchups with some of these guys, that means you're going against some of the best golfers. Mm -hmm. So I understand saying that you're off Kepka, four-time major winner. He pops at the majors. We just don't have the intel on his injury. That's the big problem. Here's why I'm not betting Kepka, and normally I would. When I would see a 28 to 1, blind bet. It's Kepka. Kepka at a major. I'm going to bet it every time. But this particular injury, and maybe I'm overreacting, taking too much of uh, what he said. But when I saw the quote yesterday, when he said, quote, the only problem is going to be walking, end quote. This is not an easy course for that. No. This is a tough course to walk, and he's got to do it four consecutive days. The man is a beast. But when I saw that quote, Horvat, I was like, oh, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like you. I'm like. No, it wouldn't be shocking if he's there at the end. Right. He's gunning for a win. But when, when he said walking is going to be a problem, that's when I backed off. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. It, you know, and yeah, and that's the thing. It's just too much uncertainty with that injury. So have you played anybody as far as outrights? Is there anything that you do like or anything that Rom. so far? Rom's you the man. Rom's the man. I, I was on it before we saw a lot, and it kind of bothers me when I see a lot of people tweeting out or writing stories about how their pick is Rom, but that's where I'm at. I was there a week ago, and I haven't budged. Once we found out that he's going to be showing up 
at Augusta, I am all in. You look yeah. at his cor- course history. This is his first, fifth rather, his fifth time there at Augusta. Uh, last three, a seven, nine, and a four. Look at his form. Has been superb this golf season. There have been four top tens, and he's played in six tournaments. One of the other ones was a 13. Of all the majors, he pops the most at the Masters, as I just uh, went over that for you. And you think about his win last year, the BMW Championship. That may have been one of the toughest courses all season long. I mean, the man, when he's up against it, tough course for the most part. Plays well, and I think he is primed for a big spot. Like the narrative, if you want to get into the fun baby stuff, you can take both sides. There there will be people, you've probably already read it and heard it, people saying, oh, man, he's tired. I'm not betting Rom. He just had a baby. Remember that week when you had a kid, how t- how tiring it was? Well, first off, we're not millionaires. Right. We didn't have a situation. I'm sure that they are getting plenty of help so Rom can get prepared for the Masters. But then there's the other side, Horvat. If you want to roll with that narrative, you can also be the person saying, oh, He's getting a baby bump. He yeah. feels like he's indestructible. He's on top of the world. You remember that week after having your first child? I remember that week. Many of our listeners do as well. So you can take that storyline wherever you want. But once I found out it's official over the weekend, they had the baby. He's going to be there at the Masters. I'm in on Rom. Yeah, it's a fun storyline. I remember uh, a couple of years back in the NBA Finals, Fred Van Vliet had a kid, and then all of a sudden he – well, it happened in the Eastern Conference Finals, and he torched the Bucks, and then went on to torch the Golden State Warriors and really made a name for himself, won a bunch of money. It's a fun storyline, but also, like, I guarantee you, Rom isn't getting up in the middle of the night for feeding. <laughs> no, he's not. You know, growing up, and that's what my daddy – like, growing up, my dad was always like, don't worry about baseball, don't worry about basketball or football, become a golfer. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? It's a yeah. beautiful way to live life. And then if you watch on Sunday, they all have beautiful wives as well. But yeah. uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Have you seen their wives? <laughs> <laughs> so you brought up something really interesting. Okay, so his last three Masters starts, uh, he's got three top ten finishes. But you also brought up the way that he plays, right? So I want to talk with some of these guys uh, here in the next couple of days about what the course is going to play like, just because I think that we have an idea. But also the last time we were here, it was in November. But if you look at his last two victories, the Memorial yeah. – and then the um, BMW in 2012, both of those yeah. courses, firm, fast. So I, I'm with you on Rom. I, 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 top 10 finishes in seven of his last nine starts. So okay, which, pick, but I love him. Which golfer scares you the most betting on Rom? Which, which other one worries you? Probably another guy that I'm going to end up playing is going to be uh, JT, Justin that's it. That That's it for me. That's the guy that worries me. What? That's the guy. See, I'm betting on Rom. That means I'm not going to be betting on another top guy like JT. I'll do okay. it in the match. I'll probably do it in some matchups, which we'll break. We'll go over in the next segment. But uh, JT scares me. That's going to be every Yeah, that's going to be really top. All right, coming up next, I want to go over some more top fives, top tens, some longer shots for top 20s, and some of our favorite head-to-head matchups and some other derivatives. It's Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvath. This is BetQL Daily. We are breaking down the Masters, getting you set for tomorrow on the BetQL Audio Network. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvath on the BetQL Audio Network. Uh, sports bettors, are you ready? 
Download the points bet app now. Use our code BetQL daily to get two risk free bets up to two thousand dollars. When you bet with points bet, you get faster bets, faster withdrawals, and faster rewards at your fingertips. Download that app now. Experience this premium sports book for yourself. Don't forget to sign up with code BetQL daily to get two risk free bets up to two thousand dollars. So, are you ready? Hello, friends. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat. This is BQL Daily getting you set for the Masters coming up tomorrow. I've never been there. I don't know if I'll ever be there. But it, it's something else that kind of makes you smile is not, not only the greens and just some of the visuals is when you see that sign every year. And I saw it going around last night of the menu at Augusta National and how they still have food items listed for $1.50. Yeah. I want to go so bad. I've been to Cog Hill. Uh, man, what was it? It used to be the Western Open, and we used to get passes every year. And now, yeah, now the BMW, uh, yep. we used to go to that every year. And it would be great, especially if Tiger was in contention, just following him on a Sunday. But the best part about it is I would never have to actually spend any any money uh, at the concessions because they have all these different tents. So you go to the Michelob Ultra tent and you could drink some Michelob Ultra. Miller Lite would have a tent. You'd walk away with all the free swag, all this free stuff. So I never really understood why people spend money at these things because they're it, all- Is the Masters number one on the list of sporting events that you would go to like you get a pass don't don't worry about paying you get tickets and you just get to participate in all the events leading up to what whatever event we're talking about you know it could be super bowl week all that kind of stuff yeah i don't want to get is, is the masters at the top for me it would either be 1a or 1b i'd go to the world cup and i'm not the biggest soccer guy man but just the what here, the world cup I have buddies that have went to the World Cup that don't care about soccer. It's 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 like going to it's like if you're not if if you're a White Sox fan or if you're a Cardinals fan or you know my buddies out here that are Brewers fans, but then they go to Wrigley for a weekend and they're like, I don't even remember the game, man, but the atmosphere is awesome. I feel like that's what the World Cup would be like. But for me, yeah, it would be right there with the Masters, like the Super Bowl. I don't want to go to the Super Bowl. In fact, yo, I don't mm-hmm. really no interest games, man. I'd rather be on my couch. Now, Super Bowl is a little bit different because you don't it's a standalone game. You don't have the red zone channel. You don't have other games going on, so you're not missing a whole lot of action. I prefer to be in front of my television for NFL games. That's the best seat. NBA Finals, yeah. if game seven maybe, uh, the final four I've been. And so, yeah, it'd probably be the Masters or the World Cup, which I know is probably not a popular pick. but yeah. Most intense sporting event you've ever been to. Well, you know what? Actually, d- strike that. Not most intense, just most memorable. Yeah. Which one? That's what I'm trying to think. Mm. Oh, you don't have one? You don't have Wait. you don't have one that jumps out that you've attended. As far as just all time? Yeah, like, in your life. Including as a fan. I mean, I was at um yes. game six, 1996 against the Seattle Supersonics, where the Chicago Bulls won the championship. Oh, that's pretty good. How does that not jump to your mind immediately? Well, <laughs> as, I don't as a young Bulls fan watching your team win the title. At the time, I had an uncle that worked. He did uh, advertising for, he started with 7-Up. Then he went to CLTV at the time, which I think now is what, Comcast, Sportsnet, whatever. I'm in Milwaukee, so I don't even know anymore. No, CLTV doesn't exist. So, yeah, at the time it did. So we had season tickets. And, again, we were in the nosebleeds, especially towards the end of the year. Um, 
when things like it would be awesome, like for like if the Hornets were in town or the Raptors or the Grizzlies at the time, because then we could go down on the court and sit like courtside. But for the playoffs, we'd be all the way up in the nosebleeds. But it was still so awesome, man. And that was the one where obviously, you know, pretty emotional for Michael Jordan. His father had passed away and I was a huge Bulls fan. Biggest Tony Kukoc fan on the planet, fellow Croatian. So for me, that was the coolest. Thing I've ever attended in my life. So yeah, that, that that would be it. I was trying to think though, because the final four, yeah. No, no, no. There's no way. Yeah. It's your team. It's MJ. You're kidding me? I know. 2016 game five world series, Cubs, Indians. Cubs are down 3-1 in the series. They win that one with John Lester on the bump. Um, and then we know what happened in game six and seven in Cleveland. I've never ever been at event or anywhere in my life when people were where people were so nervous you you hear the phrase thrown around you could hear a pin drop all the time like yeah. you Wrigley Field there's not a, an open seat anywhere nobody's talking everybody's just silent because they know the end is near they're thinking this was our shot I'm never going to see the Cubs win a championship in my life then Chris Bryant hits a home run and, and it all changes everybody stands up that was early on in the game, and nobody sat the rest of the way. Nobody, to, nobody sat. Trade Chris Bryant for a bag of balls. That whole run, though, that whole yeah. season, man, the series against the Dodgers, even the Giants, that was I, that. I mean, talk about intense. Goosebumps the entire game. Uh, yeah. that, that that's not why people came. We can have that conversation anytime. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about some other bets. We talked about our outrights. How we're in on Rory. We're worried about JT. We're I mean we're in on Rom. I should say we're worried about JT. Uh, we like Rory for top five, top ten, and top five. You can get Rory plus three thirty three. I don't know how often you can say that, Horvat. Um, give me give me some other names before we move on to the matchups that you're looking at down the board. Doesn't have to be for an hour, right? Because we've said the list is like 15, 20 guys that, can, that actually have a real shot at winning here. But any guys down the board, top 10, top 20s you like? Yeah, top 10s, top 20s. These are usually my favorite plays. Uh, again, I'll probably, I'll, I'm, I'm going to go with Ram on an outright and uh, maybe JT on an outright as well. But like you said, I don't know if I want to take two guys on top of the board. Uh, as far as top 10, I think you could find really good value right now with a guy that nobody's talking about for some reason, and that's Cameron Smith. He just had a second place. Oh, people are talking about him. Well, he's plus 320 to crack the top 10 this week, and I think that's really Mm -hmm. good value if you look what he's been doing and if you look at course history. Now, granted, it's just took place in November, but he finished second. And so I feel like some people are talking about him maybe as a sleeper pick. I don't think he's getting enough. Uh, praise for what he's been doing, what he just did in November. And then the other guy, now people are talking about him, but still really good value, top 10. Uh, I'm seeing right now on points bet, plus 290, and that would be Paul Casey. 43 years old, would be an awesome story yep. for the weekend if he's in contention. And he plays really well at Augusta. Like, you got to look at it like four finishes of six or better in the past, and obviously really good with the irons. I like him this weekend, plus 290 to crack the top 10, him and Cam Smith. I'm a little concerned. Because not only independently are we on the same page with okay. Rom and JT and Rory. You said Cam Smith, top 10, plus 320 at points bet. I have that written down on my sheet. Yeah. And I also have Paul Casey written down at plus 280 for a top 10. Now, the case for Cam Smith, so it's interesting. I, I keep saying that maybe you want to throw out um, most of what we saw in November when he finished second. However, in his first time at the Masters, Kim Smith was a top five a couple of years ago. 
Yeah. And and he's played he's played well this year. He has a top 10 about five, six weeks ago, 28, 22 in recent recent events. Like if Cam Smith gets a top 10, that would not surprise me in the least. So I like him as a as a top 10 at plus 320, like you mentioned. And Paul Casey, dude's a machine every single year. Every single year. He's going to be in the mix. Uh, let's see. Last six years here at the Masters, he's missed the cut once. He's got top six three different times. He was 15th a couple of years ago. If, if you want to go top 10, top 20 on Casey, I don't have an issue with that at all. Let me throw some other names out there. Maybe not betting, just names I, I find intriguing. Colin Morikawa is scary. Yeah. Scary, man. This guy, when he was 44th, but that was his first time at the Masters, and it was in November. It's not, it's going to play differently as we keep, we want to hammer that home. We keep mentioning it for a reason. Dude ain't scared. When he's up against the best in the world, he's not worried at all. So 33 to one, if you find that intriguing, I'm not going to fight you on that one. And here, here's another one. How about Victor Hoblin? If it's, it's the timing is crazy, right? Because of the timing. So Jordan Spieth is the story because he just won this past week. And he's had this ramp-up period. Now, if the Masters was held a month ago, isn't Victor Hovland one of the hottest bets right now that people are talking about, oh, maybe he's going to shock the world and come through, and, and he's won here in the past as an amateur. And, you know, we go back five, six weeks ago, that's when he had a two, five, six, and a two on succession. Like, the timing is fascinating. I'm not betting Hovland, but it would, would it shock me if he pops here in a top 10? Not at all. Wouldn't shock me if you wanted to be quite honest with you. Really? That hat. Yeah. And okay. So I'll, let me throw a name out and I don't know if I'm crazy for this one, but I just feel like, okay, so I'm looking at top tens. I'm even looking at top twenties and some head to head matchups. Sure. Would I be nuts for taking a flyer on an outright with Webb Simpson? If I could get 40 to no. one, I'm looking at iron players no. this weekend. He's not going to hit bombs, but in, in like, you look at his first seven masters appearances, right? He was not great. In fact, he didn't crack the top 20. I don't believe in his first seven, but now look what he's done since finished fifth and then 10th again in November. I was just reading this piece actually, that he's just pretty much figured out how to play this tournament at Augusta. And he's taken some advice from Phil Mickelson about bailout zones. It's actually really interesting. You could find that, uh, I believe golf.com, something golf digest, but I just think he's finished some stuff out. He's only missed one cut since 2015. Great short game. He's ranked second right now in strokes uh, gained around the green over his previous 24 rounds. I think that that's good value right there. Webb Simpson, 40 to one is an outright. If I'm looking to find some value and I'm not playing, you know, one of these six, seven guys, I think Webb Simpson, 40 to one is good value. And then I could see him also cracking the uh, top 10 as well. Plus 320 just for a top 10 finish. I like that as well. In January, he was fourth at Sony, a bit of a weaker field. Uh, late February, WGC, he was sixth at the Players. You, you mentioned he's missed the cut once in his last 15th. It was the Players. It was a it's tough field. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just like Rory. Had a bad weekend there, but I'm not going to hold that against him too much. Last two times at the Masters, he's top 10 it. Mm -hmm. I... I don't mind that at all. That wouldn't surprise me. He's one of the top 20 guys. It's not like you're going crazy down the board either. I actually have Webb written down plus 320 to be a top 10. Top 10, yeah, and that's probably yeah. my favorite bet. You know, maybe I'll stay away from the outright just because I don't I don't want to be tied up into three or four guys on the outrights this weekend just because of what happened to me in November. But I do really like him to crack the top 10. And if I could good, find good value there, plus 320. Right now that's on points bet as well. Uh, I'll probably take let, let me Let me throw a couple of names way down the board. Uh, to see if you're interested in top 10 or top 20, okay? Okay. Um, 
How about Kucher? In November, he missed the cut. If we look at his other years here at Augusta, 12, 28, 4, 24, 46, he had a 5 and an 8 and a 3, but that is going way back. Uh, the form is pretty solid. He was 12 last week. A couple weeks back, he finished third. So you can find Kucher for a top 10 at plus 650, for a top 20 at plus 240, and another guy completely off the radar right now is Francesco Malinari. Yeah. Who, who in 2019 finished fifth here. A couple years back, he finished 20th. Now, he hasn't played much lately, but Malinari to be a top 20 is plus 400. What do you think about Kucher Malinari? I mean, with Malinari, I would take a shot with that plus 400, like you said. I mean, again, you just, when you're looking for these value picks, I really, that's something that I would look at right there. It would be maybe top 20, though, just with the top 10. Yeah. It's just so four hard. to one, four to one for a top twenty. Yeah, yeah, four to one for a top twenty. I absolutely love. I'd probably stay away from the top ten, just because I do expect a lot of these guys to be in contention. You know, Bryson, obviously JT, DJ. I just can't wait to see what Spieth does this weekend, man. He's either absolutely going to be a disaster and not make the cut, or he's yeah. going to top ten. That's just the feeling I have on him. So I like that. Uh, some other value guys, Corey Connors, who Bear brought up. And then another guy that nobody's really talking about, Joe, is Matthew Fitzpatrick. And right now, again, top 10 plus 350. Uh, you know, not the, not the best number, but if you look at it, like he's had four starts and stroke play events on the tour this year in 2021. He's yeah. finished 11th or better in each and every single one of them. Never been really great at Augusta, but he does have a top 10 finish there. It's going to be his seventh start. So I think that you could finally you could get some good value, um, fifty to one, to, I believe, to win it, and then again top ten plus three fifty. So there are some guys. It's it's going to be tough though. Most weeks you can talk me into Matthew Fitzpatrick. I'm a fan of his game, and at 26 years old, he already has so much experience. Like you mentioned, this is going to be his seventh time at the Masters. Give me another derivative bet uh, that we have not hit on. Ooh, head to head. Give me JT over DJ. JT over DJ. Okay. Okay. That's going to be fun to monitor. You know, they're both going to make the cut. Could come down to the very end there. Uh, we'll have more throughout the show, but coming up next, Kenny Kim, our guy will give us his plays for the masters. This is BetQL daily on the BetQL audio network.